Today's daf is Yivamus daf Mem. We are holding on daf Lamed Tes Amid Beis. We're all the way up at the two dots in Lamed Tes Amid Beis in the fourth medium-sized line on Lamed Tes Amid Beis. We're going to begin the discussion about Yibum Bismanazeh, meaning nowadays do we still encourage Yibum? Is Yibum no longer a mitzvah? What was the historical process in terms of how Yibum works out? We have Machlokas Tanaim about that, and then the Gemara is going to use that to analyze a halacha in a brisa about Karban Mincha in light of the Machlokas regarding uh, regarding mitzvahs yibum, and then in the Mishnah on, on Mem Amud we're going to talk about the halachos of Yerusha after a person does chalitza and after a person does yibum. What are the halachos of Yerusha of the deceased brother? The Mishnah on the bottom of Amud Aleph, uh, the going over Tabit Beis, is going to talk about which krovim are aser to the uh, to to the yavam or to the cholitz when he does chalitza, which krovim are aser to the woman who chalitza was done on, and the entire Amud base pretty much focuses on a discussion of uh, seven different proofs, whether they were gozer shneos by chalutza, meaning when you do chalitza, now you, all of the arayos, aras, or all, of the, all of her relatives become aser to you. What about those that are only shneos the arayos? Do they make that aser even by a chalutza? Or is that only when it's your actual wife? So let us begin at the, uh, the, the two dots, four lines into the medium-sized lines on Lametes and Beis. So says the Gemara Barishon, it used to be they used to have kavan l'shem mitzvah, and therefore mitzvahs yibum was preferred to mitzvahs chalitza. But nowadays people aren't having kavan l'shem mitzvah when they do their yibum; they're marrying her for beauty or for any for some other reason, not l'shem shemayim, not for the sake of the mitzvah, and therefore we prefer chalitza over yibum. But then it went back to, to uh, saying that Mitzvah Yibum is, is preferred to Mitzvah Chalitza. That at some point we went back to the original halacha that Mitzvah Yibum is preferred. What, what happened? People actually got better? Meaning the, obvi- the reason that Mitzvah Chalitza became preferred was because people were not such good people. They, didn't do, they weren't doing L'Shem Mitzvah. It's highly unlikely that at any point that had changed and people went back to being uh, better people and now we're going to prefer Mitzvah Yibum? So the answer is the Gemara, no, that's not what happened. What happened was a change in halachic position, not a change in, in, in the type of people that we're doing the uh, the the Yibum Chalitza. Originally, we assumed like the Shita of Abishol, and then we realized that we passed on like the Rabbanon, and that's why we allowed Mitzvah Yibum. What's the Machlokas Abishol and the Rabbanon? Ditanya Abishol Omer Hakonis says Yivim to l'shem noy l'shemishos l'shem davar acher ki ilu pogea be'erva v'korvani be'enay liyos avlad mamzer. Abishol holds that if one does Yibum not l'shem shemayim, he does Yibum because she's beautiful, or because he wants to stambi married her, or whatever other reason that he's doing Yibam for, but it's not for the sake of, it's not for the sake of the mitzvah, so he is not going to uh, be in fulfillment of the mitzvah, it's as if he's sleeping with an erva, and it's ki'ilu, the vlad is a mamzer. That's the opinion of Abishal. The Chamam and the Chamam disagree, they say, Yavama Yavola, 
Yibamah, Mikal Makom. That Yibamah Yavolah is always a mitzvah of Yibam. However you do it, whatever your kavana is, that's the mitzvah of Yibam. And Mela, the uh, the way that it went was we originally thought that if people are not doing L'shem Shemayim, we're going to hold like Abishol, where it's very bad if they're not doing L'shem Shemayim, so we'll prefer Chalitza. But then later we realized, we might as well, that we could pass like the Rabbanan, that even if you don't do L'shem Mitzvah, it's still a mitzvah, Mikal Makom, it's always going to be a mitzvah. And therefore we went back to preferring the mitzvah of Yibam. The Mishnah on the Gimlam Beis is going to tell us that someone who's Baal Yavemto, Bein B'Shogeg, Bein B'Mezid, Bein B'Ones, Bein B'Ratzon, is Kona. That the nature of the mitzvah of Yibam is that it works whatever your kavanas may be, even if you don't even realize that you're doing the mitzvah. So there's a Machlokas Rishonim, whether that halacha in the Mishnah is even Alibada B'Shaul. And maybe Abishol says, no, you need kavana L'Shem Mitzvah, that's part of the nature of the mitzvah of Yibam. The Ramban over here says that according to Abishaul, one is not Kona b'mezid o ba'ones, because he darshans the Pasuk Yivama Yavo Aleha l'mitzvah, meaning that it's only if you're mechavin l'shei mitzvah, where the mission over there darshans the Pasuk that you're Kona even if you're Baal Balkarcha. How could it be that a Yavim is considered Pogea Be'erva and the Vlad is a Mamzer and it's going to work and it's going to be Kona? So uh, that, that we're going to say that the Josh is Yavama, that, that it's a Yibam even Balkarcha. So it has to be that according to Abishol, the din of the Mishnah of Ba'onas or Biznus is not Kona, that one is not Kona, the Yavim, that it does not work. Abishol would disagree with that, with that Mishnah. So the, because the Isra of, of, of the, of, according to Abishol, the Isra is Eshazach. Why is there an Isra of Eshazach? Because this isn't Yibum. It doesn't count as a mitzvah of Yibum. And therefore, if it doesn't count as a mitzvah of Yibum, it won't count as a Kenyan of Yibum either. That is the opinion of the Ramban. However, the Nemuka Yosef, in the beginning of Abal Yivimto, explains Machlok Sabashal and the Rabbanon that Midar Raisa, everyone agrees that you know, it's not called being Pogea Be'erva. That if a person uh, does Yibum, not Lashay Mitzvah, that's not called Pogea Be'erva on Midar Raisa level. Midar Rabbanon, Lukule Alma, Bidiyevet, it's not considered that you're Pogea Be'erva. Midar Rabbanon, Lukule Alma, Bidiyevet, you're Kona. Midar Rabbanon, Lukule Alma, Lukachila, you're supposed to have Kavan Lashay Mitzvah. They only argue why is it they have to be mechavin lechadchila l'shem mitzvah? According to the rabban, it's because you're not allowed to do mitzvah sa'nasa. It's more you're supposed to do mitzvah l'shem Hashem. But according to Abishol, that there's a special chumra specifically in not doing l'shem mitzvah over here. That it's kiilu midrabban. We treat it when you're not doing l'shem mitzvah kiilu pogea be'erva. So it's a little worse than a normal mitzvah not being done l'shem mitzvah. So Mukayosif sort of dulls the statement of Abishol a little bit. It doesn't take away the mitzvah of yibum really. And Abishol would agree to the Mishnah, that Yibam is accomplished by bonus, by Ratzam, by Mezid. However you do it, it's always it's always accomplishing the mitzvah of Yibam. Over here we're dealing with a Dirabanan with a Dirabanan issue. The Rachashulchan in Sim Kuf Samachai Sif Gimel and uh, explains that the reason for Abishol is that you can't say he says that the Svar for Abishol can't be just be a general din a mitzvah Srichas Kavana. Because if that were the case, how could it be that the Rif and the Rambam passing against Abishol, meaning Svarim do Yibam, or in some some Svarim was accepted in the Sephardi countries to do Yibam. Mechaber accepts doing Yibam because that's the Shita of the Rif and the Rambam that we passkin against Abishol that you could do that you could do Yibam. But if Abishol is based on the general notion of Mitzvah Srichas Kavana, the Rif and the Rambam hold Mitzvah Srichas Kavana. So the Aruchashulchan points out it can't be that Abishol is based on Mitzvah Srichas Kavana. It has to be that Abishol holds that if by, even if you hold in general Mitzvah Saint Srichas Kavana by Mitzvah Yibam it's different. By Mitzvah Yibam you need Kavana. Why would 
would Yibam be different? Because Eishas Achiv is an erva, and uh, the Torah is only matir when the brother doesn't leave any zera. If you're miskavin the shei mitzvah, meaning the way Abishol understands it is that there is this iser in place. The kavana removes the iser. It's not only the circumstance of the brother not having any children; it's the brother not having any children being deceased and leaving a wife and. Kavana l'shem mitzvah that takes away the iser. Without that kavana l'shem mitzvah, the iser remains. The rabbanon or cholik they hold that the iser eshasach goes away legamri, and if she becomes legamri uh, mutera, she's totally mutter. Uh, she's a totally different woman. She's not considered eshasach at all. And therefore, even if you're bala l'shem noy, that's not an iser of erva at all. And even if you generally hold by all other mitzvahs, you need kavana to be yotzei. Apparently, the the way the rabbanon would say is over here, you don't need kavana. However you do, it doesn't make a difference. Kavana, no kavana. Special chiddush, dafka by this mitzvah. So it certainly does not relate. This machlokas, Abshalom Rabbanon, does not relate, says the Arachashulchan, to the broader machlokas of mitzvah srichs kavana, mitzvah srichs kavana that we have in all the rest of Shas. Further in the Gemara, second to last, medium-sized line, on Lama Tesem Beis, Mantan Aladon Rabbanon, who's the author of the following b'risa, Yevama Yavala Mitzvah, Shem Tchila Yisrael Bechal Heter, that originally this woman, who is your Yevama, was once upon a time Luteris to you, Nesra, then she got married to your brother and she became Asura to you, V'chazr V'chutra, then the brother died and now she becomes Luteris again, Yochel Tachzal Heter Arishon, so you might think the Heter that she now has is just like the Heter she had before she ever married your brother. Tamalomer Yevama Yavala Mitzvah. That's why the Pasuk says, Yivama Yavala Mitzvah. So, man, Tana, what is this price referring to, and who's the Tana that taught this price? Meaning, which of the opinions is it Abishol or the Rabbanon that can read this price properly? Amr Rabbi Baravdimi Abishalhi. It's Abishol, and Vachikama, this is what the price is telling me. Yivama Yavala Mitzvah. That Yivama Yavala is a Mitzvah. We have a Mitzvah to do Yibam. That originally this woman was Mutaris to you because she was once a single girl. When she was single, you can marry her for whatever reason you want to marry her. You want to marry her because she's beautiful? That's fine. Nesra, once she becomes Asura, then she became Asura because she married your brother. And then the brother dies. She becomes Mutter again, the Brysa tells us. Now that the brother dies and you're in a situation of Yibum, you might think it goes back to the old days, to like before she was ever married. And therefore you're allowed to marry her. No, you're allowed to marry her for whatever reason you want. That's why the Pasuk says, no, you're only allowed to marry her, you're not allowed to marry her for any other reason. So Abishol reads that price so beautifully. Rav says, even the Rabbanon could read that price so just fine. And this is how the Rabbanon would read the price. There's a mitzvah Originally, she was, uh, when she was still single, she was mutaris to you. It was totally up to the person whether he wanted to marry her or not. Nesra, but then she got married to your brother and she became Asura. Then the brother died and now she becomes Asura, she becomes Mutaris again. So you might think she goes back to the to her, what she was to you before she ever got married, which is a woman that you can choose to marry or choose not to marry. That you have options. 
So it says more. What do you mean? Ratsa eno konsa haagidebe bichdite book. What do you mean ratsa eno konsa? A regular single girl that you could choose to do nothing with, not to marry her, not to not just just leave her, just no, don't do anything. You can't do that with uh, with a shomeres yavam. Shomeres yavam needs something. She needs chalitza. She needs something. So that's not really an option. Eleima ratsa konsa ratsa chalitza. No, the havamina is that just like when she was single, you had the option to marry her or not to marry her. So too now that she's zukuka liyibum. You should have the right to marry her or have the right to do chalitza and therefore not marry her. Not just leave her alone, not do anything, but do chalitza and therefore not marry her. That's why mitzvah. That's why the Pasuk says that no, over here there's a preference to do yibum, that we prefer yibum over chalitza. You cannot, uh, it's not, it's not uh, perfectly even. When you have a single girl that you meet, so you could choose, do I like her, do I want to marry her, do I not want to marry her, and no one's going to judge you based on the choice. There's, not, 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 there's no one choice that's better or worse. If, uh, if you find that she's the right woman, then you marry her. If you find that she's not the right woman, you don't marry her. But by Yishomeris Yavam, it's not that you have an option to do yibum, an option to do chalitza. There's a definite preference to do yibum over doing chalitza. That's how the Rabbanan would read. Nothing to do with your kavanas, whether you kavanah l'shem na'i kavan. That's not what the Bryce is about. The Bryce is just about the preference of yibum over chalitza. Eimaresha says the Gemara. But wait a second. If that's how you can explain the Brisa, you have to look at the previous halacha in the Brisa that also talks about this kind of idea where you have uh, where you have something that was mutter became master and now becomes mutter again. So what does the Reisha talk about? It talks about a carbon mincha kadosh mitzvah that uh, there's a mitzvah to eat the shiare mincha. The halacha by every carbon mincha is that there's need, there's a kmitza that's taken from the carbon mincha. You take three fingers full, then you maktir that kmitza on the Mizbech, but you take three fingers full from a bowl full of flour and oil. What do you do with the rest of the flour and oil? That's Allah of Achila, that there's a, they're supposed to eat the Shiare Amincha. That is a mitzvah. Before it ever became Kadosh, before it ever became holy flour, holy oil was ever designated as a carbon, so it was Mutter. Nesra, then it became Kadosh, and it became Asadiyu. But once you took the Kamitza and you're back to the Komet, now the Shirayim become Mutter. Rishon, you might think it becomes mutter like uh, like it used to always be before it was ever kadosh. Mitzvah. That's why the pasuk tells me kadosh that there's a mitzvah. So According to Rava, that the author of the brisa is the rabbanan, and the whole issue that the brisa was discussing when it comes to yibum chalitza is what is preferred. Do we prefer yibum or do we prefer chalitza? But the brisa was never discussing two ways of doing the same thing, the Bryce was never discussing whether you do Yibam L'Shem No, you do Yibam L'Shem Mitzvah, that wasn't the issue in the Bryce, so I understand that this part of the Bryce would fit very nicely originally before it ever became Kadosh, you had two options, you could have chosen to eat the food or not to eat the food, just like any time a person encounters food people don't realize all the time, there are two options there's the option to eat it, and there's the option not to eat the food. So both of those options are, are 
equally viable, and a person has the right to choose either one of those options. Ratzah ochla, so says Gemara just for a second, wait a second, Ratzah ochla, Ratzah eno ochla, we just said, Ratzah eno ochla, we have the right not to eat it, Vaksiv, Vachlo, Samashar, Kupar, Behem. What do you mean? The Pasuk says that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that when the Quranim eat, Malamit Shakanim Ochlam, Bailam is Chaprim, that, uh, that Quranim eat, and Bailam should be Machaper, and then the Bailam get Kaparo when the, when the Quranim eat. So now what we're saying is, Ela Ratzah Hu Ochla, Ratzah Koyin Achar Ochla. One might think that even after it's Kadosh, you still have the option to eat and not to eat it. Not that you have the option to leave the Shiari Mincha uneaten, but you have the option to pass on it and let someone else eat it. If uh, this Kohen, who's doing the Avoda with the Karban Mincha, doesn't want to eat it and he wants to let someone else eat it, yeah, that will get the Bailim their Kapara as well. The Kohen who does the Avoda is not going to be the one that has to eat it. That's why the Pasuk tells me that no, that just like before it ever became Kadosh, uh, one might have thought that just like before it ever became Kadosh, you had the option to eat it, the option not to eat it, one might have thought that after it becomes Kadosh, the Kohen who did the Avodah has the option to either eat it or to let one of the other Kohanim eat it. That's why the Pasuk has to say, no, Mitzvah. It's his Mitzvah to eat it. He's the one that did the Avodah, it's that Kohen's Mitzvah to eat it. So that works very well if you assume that this price is going according to the Rabbanon, where the two options we're talking about are do the action or don't do the action. Do the Yibum, do, marry her, don't marry her. Eat it or don't eat it. So there's a, there's a great parallel between the two cases. But according to Rav Baravdimi, who understands that the, that the author of the Bryce is Abishol, and the issue of, of uh, Yibum was uh, your two options were that you could marry her L'Shem Noi or marry her the same action, but L'Shem Mitzvah, L'Shem Ishus, before she was uh, ever married to your brother. And now after she's married to your brother, we're saying that you only have the option of marrying her l'shem, l'shem mitzvah and not l'shem noi so if you assume that way how do you read that into the other part of the price about the carbon mincha what are the two ways to eat a carbon mincha I mean what are we saying before it was ever kadosh you had an option to eat it what l'shem what and l'shem what you had two ways to eat it there are no two ways to eat it and now after it becomes kadosh there are two ways to eat it you can eat it one way the other way what are you talking about there are no two it's either you eat it or you don't eat it what do you mean there are two ways to do something? It doesn't fit according to Abishol. Vichitema, and if you suggest, Umar is going to give three suggestions. Vichitema, and if you suggest, that no, you do have two ways to eat it. You could eat it in, uh, on an empty stomach when you're hungry, or you could eat it as an achila gasa when you're not hungry at all. Achila gasa, mishma achila, is that really even called achila? Is that really even a havamina? When a person eats an achila gasa, that's not even called achila. That the pasuk even the Reish Lakish says that based on the pasuk that we even go so far as to say that if a person eats achila gasa on Yom Kippurim he's pater because it's not called achila he is afflicting himself the issue is that a person is uh, has to has to afflict himself on Yom Kippur so it is an affliction of himself by eating when when it's going to be in achila gasa so it can't be that those are the two ways to eat uh, the the shiare mincha there aren't the, the achila gasa is not called eating bichla. 
Kal. Ella, so rather, what are you going to say? What are the two ways to eat the Sherry Mincha? Ratza Matza Ochla, Ratza Chametz Ochla. Maybe it means that you could eat it as Matza, you could eat it as Chametz. Vaksiv Lasov Chametz Chalkam. But doesn't the Pasuk say that the Chalik that the Quranim eat is not allowed to be Chametz? Even the Chalik of the Quranim that's not being brought in the Mizbech, even that's not allowed to be not allowed to be Chametz. So you can't tell me that those are the two options because that's not really an option either. Ella, rather, what you have to say is. You might think that, that the two options are to either eat it as matzah, meaning baked before it ever leavens, or what about uh, being chalit, boiling the bread, the dough, before it ever uh, leavens. So then it's not chametz, but it's also not matzah, because it's not baked. So what do we mean boiled bread? If you consider boiled, then baked bread to be matzah, then it's matzah, then it's not called a second type of eating. And if it's not considered matzah, well then it's obviously no good, because the Pasuk says that it has to be matzos. So what is this other type of eating that might be considered a viable type of eating of the Shiari Mincha? Now really I'll tell you, Chalut in general has a din of matzah. And the reason the Pasuk specifically says matzos over here is to tell you that it's ma'akev. Tosus points out, this is different than every other place in Shas where we have Normally, it's a Shanabakas of La'akev. We're telling you that when, if the Torah would only tell me something one time, I would know that that's a mitzvah lechadchila, that you're supposed to do that way. When it says it twice, it tells me that it's ma'akev, you must do it that way. If you were to read that over here, you would say that the Torah tells me one time, matzah, mitzvah lechadchila, the sherry mincha should be matzah. It tells it to me a second time, oh, that it's got to be ma'akev, that it's matzah. But that's not, that's not what it's saying at all. What it's saying is that it's teaching us that, uh, that, that even though Cholot is considered matzah. Generally, Cholot is considered matzah. Boiled dough is considered matzah. It says matzos a second time, specifically by the Karba Mincha, to teach me that Legabe, the Karba Mincha, Cholot's not good enough. It's got to be pristine matzah. It's got to be the purest form of matzah, the classical form of matzah, not Cholot. That's what the that's what it means over here, Tanabe Kral Akev. So, frankly, Gemara, but then what does it mean when you say that Cholot is generally considered matzah? If for the Karba Mincha it's not considered matzah, then what is it considered? matzah for. When you say chalot is matzah, what's the halachic nafkamina of saying that chalot is matzah? To tell us with chalot. Even though initially you may have boiled the bread initially, but since you then baked it in the oven, so that's considered to be matzah, it's considered to be lechamoni, and therefore, a person is yotze his mitzvah on Pesach with such uh, with such lecha, with, with, with such bread with with lechamoni. Now there is a major discussion that Tosos begins over here. Tosos asks on Reish Lakish, who says that if a person eats achila gasen yom kippur, he's potter because that's not called achila at all. Frek Tosos, there is a Gemara Mesechas Nazir Chav Gimel, and the same kash of Tosos appears in Nazir Chav Gimel that the Gemara Darshan's a pasuk ki yisharm darke Hashem tzadikim yelchubam poshim yikashlubam that the ways of Hashem are yash. Tzadikim follow in the ways of Hashem and Poshim are nichshal in the ways of Hashem. So the Gemara says, what does that mean? It's like two two people who roast their carbon pesach. One of them eats it to be mekayim the mitzvah sachilus carbon pesach, and the other eats it l'shem achilagasa. 
So the guy that eats the shame mitzvah, we say it's hadikim yalchubam. The guy that eats kompesach, the shame achilagas, we say poshim yikashlubam. Terrible thing that he did. And Reish Lakish says, what? A guy who eats the shame achilagasa, Russia poshea? You, you call him a poshea? Russia? No. Granted, he didn't do a mitzvah in a muvchar, but mitzvah miyakavid. He's still doing the mitzvah. He's still eating kompesach. How can you call the guy a Russia? Frech tells us, what do you mean, how can you call the guy Rasha? What do you mean, he's still doing a mitzvah? We just said in our Gemara that Achila Gasa, Ochel Achila Gasa, not called Achila. So he's not doing the mitzvah. How come Reish Lakish says that the guy who eats Karm Pesach L'Shem Achila Gasa is doing a mitzvah? We said, we just said over here that when you eat L'Shem Achila Gasa, it's not called Achila. So he's absolutely not doing a mitzvah. So Tosos is, is mitarates that there are two types of Achila Gasa. Over here, he doesn't explain what that means, that there are two types of Achila Gasa. But in the other places in shops where this comes up, he does explain. And he explains that there's a chilagasa where you're just not hungry anymore, but it wouldn't be disgusting to you to eat more food. You're okay eating more food. Then there's an achilagasa where you're so full, it would be just be the thought of more food just makes you sick. So the, achil, the first type of achilagasa where you're just not that hungry for more food, that's still called achila. So that's where Ishlakish is saying, mitzvah miyakavit, it's not the mitzvah in a because you're not doing it behidr with a sense of hungry, a hunger and a sense of excitement, but it's still a mitzvah. The second type of achilagasa is loshma achila at all. That's where we say, if you don't yom kippur, you're going to be potter. If you're so full that you can't even bear the thought of any more food, that's where we say that it's going to be not an achila at all. Tosi Shanam over here says in the first text, Tosi Shanam offers that if a, it depends how you went about eating. If a person ate and then was Masiach Das from eating anymore, and then he goes back and goes to, to eat some more, that's not called achilagasa. Uh, whereas if he eats, a, even though it was an achilagasa, that's the kind of achilagasa that's called an achila. Whereas if he just keeps on going and going and going and going and going, well, well past the point of satiation, that's the achilagasa that's not even called an achila at all. But the, probably the, the strongest answer, even though this is Rishonim, the strongest answer is probably the answer to the Beis HaLevi. Beis HaLevi uh, writes in, 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 in uh, one of his uh, in one of his drushes, the Beis HaLevi, in one of his chuvah, is rather the Chelik Gimel, I think. Uh, the Beis Halevi writes that uh, that that there, w- when it comes to uh, to Achilles Karbanos in general, the halacha is that the carbon needs to be neechal, that the carbon needs to get eaten. There's no mitzvah of achila per se that you have to eat it. You just can't. You can't have no sir. You can't leave it over. So you have to make sure it gets eaten. But by carbon pesach specifically, there's a mitzvah sachila. But my nafkamina, whether it's a mitzvah sachila or a mitzvah just that it gets eaten, do you have to have a kezayis of it? When it comes to other karbanos, higiani kipul, higiani, you could say that I got even a tiny amount and that's fine, as long as everyone gets a tiny amount and they finish it all up in, in, in time. And that's fine by the Korbanos. But Korban Pesach is a mitzvah sachila. So you have to actually have a kezayis of it. So says the Beis HaLevi, when a person eats an achila gasa, it's not called a maisa achila. So when it comes to other Korbanos, so we're going to say that an achila gasa is fine, because it is nechal, it's just that you're not doing a maisa achila. When it comes to Korban Pesach, Korban Pesach is tzvedinim. Number one, it's a Korban, so you can't have anything left over. You're not allowed to leave no, sir. And number two, it's a Karm Pesach. So it's a mitzvah achila. That's what Reish Lakish means when he says, granted, he didn't do the mitzvah in a muvchar, but mitzvah miyakavid. What do you mean he didn't do mitzvah in a muvchar? He didn't fulfill the tzvedinim in Karm Pesach. Both the din of achilas karban in general, of sheyei nechal, and the din of Achilles Karm Pesach, because he didn't do Achilles Karm Pesach, he didn't do a real Achila. But Mitzvah Miyakavid, at least he did some some sort of uh, Mitzvah. So that's how the, the Beis the Halevi uh, explains 
the, uh, the, the this issue. And that answers the kasha that uh, that everyone asks from uh, from from Shiari Mincha that uh, that, that Reish Lakish holds that uh, that that, that um, according to, to that the Achilles Pesach um, is is uh, where you're only eating to fill your stomach, not l'shem mitzvah. So how could Reish Lakish say that if you're ochel gasa like that, you're makayim the mitzvah? He himself holds mitzvah shrikas kavana. So if you're only being ochel mali vitno and not l'shem mitzvah, how could be yotze? Your mitzvah of Achilles Pesach. And not only that, Tosovir points out by Achilles Shiyoriah Menachos that you don't have to have Kavana the Lashay mitzvah when you eat it. The Iker is that you don't need it as an Achilles Gasa. Why not? Whatever happened to Mitzvah's Kavana, Achilles Shari Menachos is a mitzvah. So no, says Basilevi, the Achilles Shari Menachos is not a mitzvah Sachila. It's a mitzvah Sheyehenechal. It's just a mitzvah to make sure that it gets eaten. So you don't need Mitzvah's Kavana when it comes to something like that. It just can't be Achilles Gasa. Um, even uh, the, that, uh, that, that just Achilagasa becomes the issue, but even Achilagasa is considered Sheyehei Nachal. So that's the discussion of the, uh, the Beis HaLevi. Uh, there's a lot over here, but I'm worried we're not going to finish the daf. so let's go weiter. Ha- next Mishnah. Once a person does Chalitza, so the, uh, he now, he, he, once he, does, he chooses to do Chalitza, not Yibum, the guy who does Chalitza is no different than any of the other brothers when it comes to Yerusha. If the deceased brother uh, left behind a whole bunch of brothers, they all divide the estate. If there's still a father in the picture, then the father is the one that gets the Yerusha. But if a person does Yibum, then the guy who does Yibum gets the Nechasim of the brother. He's the one that gets the full Yerusha of the deceased brother. Rabbi Yudah says there's an exception to that rule. If there's still a father in the picture, the father still gets the Yerusha, even if one of the sons did Yibum. Pshita. Isn't it obvious that uh, that the guy gets uh, a portion together with the rest of his brothers after he does chalitza? So it says I might have thought that chalitza takes the place of yibum, and therefore the guy who does chalitza should get the full yerusha of the brother. That's the havamina. That's why the Mishnah tell me that it's not so. That if he only does chalitza and not yibum, he just divides together with the rest of the brother. If that's the case, the Mishnah instead of uh, form, formulating uh, formulating it that he still gets as one of the brothers, it should have said It should have said he only gets like one of the brothers. If the Havamina was that he's going to get the whole thing, so the Chiddush is he gets less than the whole thing, that he only gets like one of the brothers. If the Havamina would have been that he gets nothing, so I understand the Chiddush is he gets something, So, but it's the way we're saying it is the chiddush is that he gets less than we would have thought. So Ella Salkadai Tachamina Hova Afstam Yibum Luknasei Kamashmulan. No, the Havamina is that since he's the one that took away the chance of Yibum by doing Chalitza, we should make a Knas on him that he doesn't get anything. Kamashmulan, that's why Mishnah comes and says, no, we don't make any penalty on him that he doesn't get any of the Yerusha. Rather, he does get a Chalik of the Yerusha, just like all the other brothers get a Chalik of the Yerusha. In Yesha Mavur, if there's a father in the picture, the father gets. That's the Yerusha. Damar Mar. That's the Halach in Yerusha. Father comes before any of the descendants. Hakorni says Yivimta. Once he does Yibum, he does get the Yerusha. My time, Yakum al Shem Achiv Amarachman Avareikam. He's taking his brother's place. Rabbi Yehuda Amar. Rabbi Yehuda says, but even then, if there's still a father in the picture, even if a guy did Yibum, the father gets the Yerusha. Amru la Halach Rabbi Yehuda. We pass like Rabbi Yehuda. V'chein Rabbi Yitzchak Nafka Halach Rabbi Yehuda. V'amru Levitem Rabbi Yitzchak Nafka. My time, Rabbi Yehuda. What's the reason for Rabbi Yehuda? Tzichse v'hayav acharash ha'teled. 
He gets just like a Bechor would get. Just like a Bechor doesn't get Yerusha when the father's still alive, so the Yavim also doesn't get Yerusha when the father's still alive. So you're going to say that after the father dies, this guy's going to get, the one who, cho- who chose to do Yibum, is going to get Pishnayim of the Yerusha? No, the Pasuk says he takes the place of his brother, not the place of his father. So when he's getting the Yerusha, the Mitama's father, he's not going to get uh, any special treatment. But maybe we should say that if there's no father who's going to take away all this Yerusha, then there's a mitzvah of Yibam. But if there, because then you could really take your brother's place because you can get the full Yerusha and you can take his wife and everything. But maybe when there is a father who's going to get all the Yerusha, maybe that takes away the mitzvah of Yibam because you can never fully take your brother's place anyway since you're not going to get his Yerusha. And so Gemara, no, you think Yibam depends on whether you get Yerusha or not. You do your mitzvah. Your mitzvah is Yibum. And if there happens to be a Nachla, great, you'll enjoy it. And if not, so then you won't get it. He was saying that Allah is Go out with that. You have to teach. You have to change the teaching. So they were teaching a Bryce in front of Nachman that What's your big chiddush? So we don't pass like Rabbi Yudah. We pass like the Rabbanon. Of course, we pass like the Rabbanon. Yachad Rab Malachram. We always pass like a Rabbanon against Rabbi Yudah. Amlei Asami. So he said, Ah, maybe I should stop teaching that price then, where I say that ain't Alach Rabbi Yudah because it's not a chiddush at all. So Amlei Lo At Alacha Asniach. You shouldn't erase that price. The price that you're teaching, you must have been confused. You must have been taught the first time when you were taught that price that the Alach is like Rabbi Yehuda. And you were just bothered by it because generally we pass like the rabbim. So you therefore change the brisa and now go around teaching that ain't Now it happens to be that we don't pass like Rabbi Yehuda, so you were smart to change it in that sense. But the brisa originally was the accurate version, meaning the brisa had said Allah Rabbi Yehuda. There was such a rabbinic tradition that Allah like Rabbi Yehuda. That was the brisa, and that brisa is a very great chiddush. It happens to be such a great chiddush that it's wrong, we don't pass in that way, but you're not going to not teach the b'risa just because uh, the, 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 it's, uh, it's, it's incorrect, la halacha. New Mishnah. If someone does chalitza on his yivama, so he becomes asr in all of her relatives, and she becomes asr in all of his relatives. Who asr? Who does he become asr to? Be'ima, ube'emima, ube'emavia, ube'bita, ube'basbita, ube'basbina, ube'achos abizman shikayemes, va'achin mutarin. He becomes asr with her mother, her mother's mother, her father's mother, her daughter, her daughter's daughter, her son's daughter, her sister, as long as she's still alive. But the other brothers who didn't do the chalitza, they're mutter to marry all of these relatives of the of the chalutza, the girl who did the uh, the chalitza. Vihi asura ba'aviv uba'aviaviv she's usher to his father, his father's father, his son, his son's son, his brother, and his uh, and and his brother's son. Mutter adam saras chalutzaso v'asur b'tsaras krovas chalutzaso. It's uh, a person is allowed to marry the relative of his chalutzas tsara of his chalutzas kowife. 
but he's not allowed to marry the tzara of his of his chalutza's relative. Meaning, a guy does chalitza on a woman. Her, let's say, her sister. He's uh, not allowed to marry. Not only is he not allowed to marry her sister, he's not even allowed to marry her sister's co-wife. But a guy does chalitza on the woman, uh, and, sh- and there are other women that, that that were also tzaros that are also tzaros to this woman. He's allowed to marry those other women's relatives. So, uh, so that that's the way he plays. I think Gemara is going to descri- discuss why there's a difference. Why it seems like the same distance of relationship. Why it would be that one would be mutter, one would be aser. But first, the Gemara raises a question. Were they ever goes or shneos la rayos when it comes to chalutza? We just listed in our Mishnah all the people that once you do chalitza, you're not allowed to be with any of these relatives. What about shneos la rayos? Maybe only by a real erva daraisa we were goes there not to not to marry shneos, but maybe when it comes to something, it's not a real erva daraisa like chalutza. They weren't goes there shneos as well. The Gemara is going to try seven proofs whether we're gozer shneos by by uh, by by chalutza or not. Tashma proof number one. Who also be ima ima? Our mission said that the the guy who does chalitza is not allowed to marry the mother of the chalitza or the grandmother of the chalitza. Vilu aim aim ima lo katani, but it doesn't say anything about the great grandmother. So don't you see that the shneos are mutter? No, maybe the reason it didn't talk about the great grandmother was because the seifa is going to say we we saw already that the other brothers who didn't do chalitza are mutter in all these relatives. And if it would have mentioned great grandmother, I would have thought that's what Achim Mutarin is going on. That the brothers are only the other brothers are only allowed to marry her great grandmother. But I would have thought the brothers are not allowed to marry the actual relatives, the uh, the real close relatives that she has, her mother and her grandmother. So so that's why it has to it leaves out the great grandmother relationship, so that we could know that when we say the other brothers are mutter, it means that the other brothers are mutter in all of these relatives. But there's a better way to say that. You can mention the great-grandmother and then when it comes time to say that the other brothers are mutter, all you need is one extra word. That the brothers are mutter in all of these relatives. And that's it. And then we would know that it applies to everybody. So Kasha, that's Taka difficulty. Tashma second Raya. He has We said she's also to his father and his grandfather. It says his grandfather. My love, Mishum Cholates. Isn't it his grandfather that she's also to because it's her Cholates' grandfather? Because to him, to the Cholates' grandfather, she's his son's daughter in law. And that's a Shneos. It's not because of the Cholates that she's not allowed to marry the, the, the Cholates' grandfather. It's because of her original husband, her deceased husband. She's also his, she's Cholates' she's know uh, through that relationship as well. That's why it's us. It's nothing to do. You can't prove Shneels by Chalutza from that. Tashma third Raya. Ubeben Beno, his grandson. My love Mishum Chalitz, isn't it because of the relative through the Chalitz? Davila, Eishe Savi Aviv, where Klape, the grandson, she is his grandfather's wife. No, it's because of the deceased husband. Where she is his great uncle's wife, and that's also Aser, as Shneel Sarayos. But wait a second. Amemer holds that that's not one of the Shneel Sarayos. The great uncle's wife is Mutter. Amemer would say that when we say Barbara, we don't mean the grandson of the Chalutz, we mean the grandson of the father of the Chalutz. It's just it's going on the previous case of the mission where we spoke about his father. 
it's not saying the grandson, it means the grandson of the father, the Chalz was only one generation down. But isn't that the same thing as Achiv and Ben Achiv? Yeah, one is to tell you a, f- a brother on the father's side, the other is to tell you a brother on the mother's side. Tashma, fourth Therefore, relatives that are also Midaraisa for Midarabanan, Avu Beno Achivu Ben Achiv, Midivre Torah, those are the Daraisa ones. Avi 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 Mo, Ben Beno, Ben Bito, grandfathers and grandsons are Midivre Sofrim, those are the Rabbanan ones. Katani Mia, Viaviv, my love Mishum Chalets. So it says the grandfather's Asr, isn't that because of the Chalets? Vavil Kalis Beno, and this is the daughter in law of his son. So you see that Shneos are Asr even for a Chalets. And so, well, Mishum Misna, again, it's because of the deceased brother, Davila Kalis Beno, that it's also the daughter in law of his of his son, Lagabe, the deceased brother. Tashma, fifth Raya. Avi Mo, it says the, his uh, mother's father. My love, Mishum Cholets, Tavila Kalas Bito. Isn't that an Asr relative because of the Cholets? And you see Shneos Rasr for Cholets as well? Lo, Mishum Misna, Davila Kalas Bito. Again, it's because of the relationship through the deceased husband. Sixth Raya. Tashma, Ben Beno, the grandson. My love, Mishum Cholets, Davila Eishas Aviv. Isn't that also because of the Cholets where it's Eishas Aviv? Lo, Mishum Misna, Davila Eishas Aviv, where it's a great uncle's uh, wife. But didn't Amemar say that her great uncle's wife is Mutter? You have proven at least according to Amemar that there are Shneos for a Chalutza, but it still doesn't prove according to us. That's why we have a seventh Raya. Bito, the, uh, his daughter's son. My love, Mishum Chalutza. Isn't it because of the relationship through the Chalutza? That for the Chalutza, his daughter's son, his, uh, the Chalutza is the wife of of his fa- of his mo- of, of his mother's father, and that's a shniel sarayos. Lo mishum misna. No, it's because of the deceased brother. Davila eishes imo. It's because it's the wife of his of the brother of his mother's father, his great uncle. But that's not one of the Shneel Sarayos. So why would that be Yasser at all if it's only through the deceased relative? It says, It must be that we're working through the Cholitz over here, and that's why it's a Shneel. So we see that we are Gozer Shneels even for a Chalitza.